Hey, it's Kellen. Tyson here. And of course, AL. And then on today's current game, the case of Terry Crews. Let's talk about it. This. This is, this is diversified. Diversified. diversified game. 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 A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kellen. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race. It's about, you know, ideas. Tyson. When you're going against the odds, you've got to be creative. You've got to innovate. You've got to stand out. And AL. Focus more on execution and application and less on excuses. So let the game begin. So the case of Terry Crews is a quick breakdown is he was at an event, he and his wife, with a bunch of Hollywood agents that so happened to be white. And one agent in particular took the liberty to fondle Sir Terry Crews uh, in front of his wife and give him one of those kind of like got you smirks that we saw probably the young white male display to the Native American recently that had the MAGA hat. One of those, (laughs) you know what it is, smirks. And so with that, Terry seemed to restrain him a little bit and let him know like dude that's not cool and then you know his wife in shock he in shock kind of just was like you know what this uh this party ain't for us so we're just gonna leave and they left after that terry cruz went on to tell the producers and other things of that nature and it seems like minimal things have been done he did get an apology the following day it seems like he got an apology and uh you know it seemed like his career kind of moved on a little bit. Not sure the exact time frame of when it happened, but it seems like, you know, man's man's went up, was all right after that until me too popped up. And that's where we are today, folks. We're here to talk a little bit about me too, as it pertains to Terry Crews and as it pertains to some of the flack he has caught um, from black males, black females, from a lot of people regarding the scenario. And we just want to give a little bit of our insight and thoughts to it. Let's begin. All right. All right. Now, here's the question I'm throwing out there. Uh, was it made clear um, when this when this, hap- when this incident happened with Terry Crews? Because by no means am I suggesting that it's, you know, to touch somebody that doesn't want to be touched, especially in their, right. like, their private areas. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not giving that a pass by any means. Right. Um, let me do let me do a quick search. Um and I'll, I'll let you know. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. So when was Terry Cruz assaulted? Can't even find that. Cause it, like when when you like start to juxtapose all of these media incidents that are you know, triggering our our conversations, if you will, it's it's really peculiar how one they're all one behind the other, and then two. Just two thousand sixteen. Just to throw that out there, it was in two thousand sixteen. Oh, that's that's when he talked about it, or that's when it happened. Oh, that's oh, I'm sorry, that's when he accused them. Yeah, it, still no clear mark of when he's saying um, rope happened. Uh oh. 
Yeah. I don't see any talk of when the actual grope happened, but I see, yeah, he just he that's when he brought it. Yeah, that's that's strange. That's really strange to me. That's oh no, he's a Hollywood agent of groping him in a party in, in 2016. Uh so it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. The way that it's written, it could be either he accused him in 2016 or the Hollywood agent groped him in 2016 because it 2016. says a 49-year-old has publicly accused a high-level Hollywood agent of groping him at a party in 2016. He has denied the allegations. <clears throat> the, the assault mm. lasted minutes, but what he was effectively telling me though, while he held my genitals in his hand was that he held the power that he was in control. I don't know anything about I mean we we've heard that he testified they made mm-hmm. him a poster boy. My my issue now is okay, it happened. He seemed to get over it but he's right. beefing with DL Hughley. And I think right. you said he wanted to put hands on DL Hughley. Well you didn't want to put hands on the man on- and put hands on the you. And, and that was and that was kind of what I was I was being led down the path of um, uh, quick, quick side note. So I, I got into a nice uh, discussion with a few gentlemen um, on the on Dr. Boyce Watkins Instagram page. And, mm-hmm. you know, Dr. Boyce said what he said. Um, so if you guys want to check that out, feel free to go check out what Dr. Boyce uh, had to say about Terry Crews. Um, and so just to be clear, we might get a little colorful with some of the language here. So I don't want to, you know, alarm anyone who may have kids around or anything like that. But right, right, right. Dr. Boyce, you know, call, you know, he called Terry Crews a buck dancer, pretty much, um, you know, the the dancing gorilla for white people. And then on in the same breath, it was like, you know, he's he's a coon in, in many senses of the word based on how he's handling the situation. and the fact that he didn't go after the white agent seemingly nearly as ferociously as he's going after the black comedian and the black other celebrities who have something to say about how he handled the situation about, um, you know, they're drawing comparison to Will Smith, who is by all means, one of the most, uh, you know, flagrantly, uh, visible poster children for like non-violence not swearing not you know not giving into that from his fresh prince to his current days where there was a reporter in another country who tried to kiss will smith and he straight slapped him there was no you know no games played um he didn't care around the world right exactly he was on the red carpet everything he said man what you doing and then he just you know and then walked walked off um and so what my thing is i feel like in the media the black male and particularly in Terry Crews' situation being such a formidable figure. Um, you know, he's, he's big, he's strong. He played in the NFL. He did security on sets. He's trained to handle uh, situations. He can stomp out somebody should he need to. Um, and, and his body is built for that. The muscles. I mean, the man's man's strong. Right? Not going to take that away from him. And I'm not trying to say any of this to say, I want smoke um in any way shape or form with mr terry cruz okay but what i will bring to our attention is with someone being so trained and heavily capable at that 
it's not like he he's a sneak tip. I don't know if this dude can handle me. He's very visibly a dude that can handle you, and the agent still did it. No fear. I'm grabbing this. And, you know, he said his, his wife and him looked, and they left, um, and he did all the, the rigmarole. But now you have celebrities such as Dio, like, man, I'm not going to just let some guy do that to me and and be especially the way that terry cruz is and looks and that is being more that's been more the point of contention than hey what about the dude who actually did something that you didn't like like what about him like where were the hands on him where's the hands and feet that you want to put on him where's that at where's that energy why do you have such why do you feel like it's not okay to attack the white guy but you're all down to put hands on the black guy that has something to say, not agreeing by no means is anyone saying the, the assault or what was done to him is okay. We're actually saying it's so not okay that that man should have got something. It is so not okay for him to do that, that you should have expressed how you feel to him. You should have said it to him. You should have done it to him. Um, don't let him make you feel that way. And if it's your dignity or your job, sometimes, you know, if you're going to sit there and talk about it afterwards and join the me too movement. And my particular thing is, yes, you're a victim, but you don't have to be a helpless victim. And when I hear him describe his story and when I hear the language that's used in conjunction with his name in the telling of his story, it's a woe is me, poor Terry, um, you know, PTSD from the me too movement has been thrown in and it's a very helpless telling of his story from someone who is uh, the visual epitome of a strong black man. He played a strong, he plays a strong black man and sorry, uh, um, sorry to bother you. He's played that strong black man role in these things. And here you, you are pretty much taking the meekest of meeks robes to end up being the helpless victim. And media portrays this as one of two things. It, either we're the big black dangerous man or we're the helpless, hopeless victim of something. Rather than seeing us as the the middle of the road uh, on the on the humanizing spectrum that we can be. We can be strong. We can be a victim. Not We don't have to be helpless. We don't have to be helpless. And we don't have to be dangerous. We can just be, we can be big, we can be black and still be human. Well, Ty, the media is going to do what the media does. They're going to, and they got to pitch a story the way they need to pitch it to fit the narrative or whatever it is, and they can switch it tomorrow. But what nobody said, and correct Mm -hmm. me if I'm wrong, but Mm -hmm. whenever this is a woman, people always want to know, what did she do prior? Because I know a lot of these guys will try to, they try, you know, the same way guys try to prep women to see how far they can go. And mm-hmm. we don't know if Terry was doing his chest thing all at the party and everybody was feeling on a titty. <laughs> so they thought they could, you know, feel on a little more type of woman <laughs> right. doing that. That type of, you know, people wouldn't even say, oh, yeah, she had her coming to her. Right. We don't know what he was doing or his relationship. I've had it where these guys have tried to share a seat with me at mm. high end places, right? I'm, right. Like, I'm sitting and oh, can we share a seat? Like a seat, like a seat mm. meant for one booty. Right. And, and try to, <laughs> oh, or you, can, or you can sit here. And it's like, nah, dude, I, no, you, you're a that. cool person, but we ain't doing that. 
You know, oh no, it's just a seat. It, it, it's cool, dude. I'm not even sharing a seat with any women over here. You know what I mean? Right. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. I don't need that type of attention, and mm. and I don't need to be that close to anybody. Um. So we don't know what Terry. No one's asked what did Terry do. Not that right. we make it right or wrong. Right. Just and what asked. Yeah. What was the actual you environment know. like? What was the energy in the room like at the time? Yeah. You know what I mean? It, like. It, what and is that it? helped him career wise, you know, because he got more, he got, I'm sure he got more calls at least say, Hey, mm-hmm. Terry, we saw you, da, 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 the game is changing the mm-hmm. same way. Um, and, and, and y'all don't take this the wrong way that magic Johnson being the poster boy for HIV helped him career wise. Right. You know, you weren't hearing about magic owning all these things and being an overcomer and everything. America needs a hero or a villain. So it's good that, you know, he was able to play his position, spread some light on that, because there are some changes that need to happen in the entertainment industry. We all know. Um, and, and, and everything, you know, but everything ain't, ain't right. And everything isn't, some things are, you know, we don't know what he was doing. Because Terry's what? always in every movie doing that chess thing. And right. that dude was hot. Even, I mean, and even at even at parties, he he he's taken his shirt off, or at events, he's taken his shirt off and done done his you know uh, chest bump thing, you know the 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 moving of the left and the right pictorial. Um, and now, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's a, it's a good time, it's a good show. But every once in a while, fans do get a little out of control. And I want to uh, circle this up because it's funny and not funny at the same time that you know. Mr. R. Kelly was being talked about a little bit ago and he was at a concert and he was, you know, letting his female fans, you know, wipe his, wipe his sweat. Like he, he get, you know, they have their claws out and they're wiping him down cause he's sweating cause he's, he's up there performing. And then one, one lady in the crowd took the liberty to go and grab his junk. And he was like, nah, that's not okay. That didn't become a big news story or really was seen as an issue because why everyone's like, well, he was letting the fans touch him. You know, someone just got a little too far, you know, swipe it away and move on about your business. It's not a big deal. Also, I feel like they didn't care. Like it was a big deal because of everything that goes along with R Kelly's, uh, you know, toward past with sexual misconduct and different things like that. But it's wrong still. Right. If if I, I didn't, mean, I don't. I mean, Art Art Kelly should have Kevin Gates the fan, and then you would have heard about it on the news. Because Kevin, <laughs> but you know, I don't play that, and I'll give you a kick in the head. I don't care who well, you are. And that, well, that's and that's ain't that a kick in the head, Frank? Ain't that a kick in the head? <laughs> but now, like the funny the the funny thing to go along with that is, it's wrong even when it's done to something who we done to someone who we believe has done something wrong it's still wrong you know what i mean if he didn't if he didn't give consent for that fan to reach up and touch his junk while he was inviting other fans and he specifically was like you know wipe my sweat go ahead like that was his consent he said wipe my sweat he didn't say take the liberty to go ahead and grab everything that i got you know he didn't say that so um, realize that even the the quote unquote offender can be uh, offended, can be a victim in those scenarios. Um, but again, 
doesn't have to be a helpless victim. R. Kelly didn't come out and go, you know, man, I just got me too, too. Like, I'm part of this now. And, you know, that fan grabbed me and the way that I felt afterwards, oh, such a piece of meat and and different things like that. And again, not saying that that's exactly what Terry Crews said, but that's that's the vibe and sentiment that we're getting because he literally said when the Me Too movement came out, I was having PSD, PS, uh, PTSD flashbacks. Like, you got groped. Get, I get it. You got groped. You were a victim. But, like, to take it to that extreme where it's a, a, it, it seemingly a psychological effect on you that you have to come out and say it like that, that to me is the helpless side of it. And I, I know I can't. I can't quantify everyone's trauma, but I'm looking at some of the women who have also come out and said that they've been fondled or groped. And the way that they tell their stories is they tell they tell the story. They're like, yeah, the guy touched me. I let him know it's not happening again. I left the situation, the end. And what I want all of you guys to know is that that guy, don't be surprised if he tries it on you. They're not They're not necessarily sitting there almost on the verge of tears. They're not pandering. They're standing there as victims, but as survivors and as strong individuals saying, listen, this is what happened. I'm glad it didn't go further than it did. Um, and I was able to get out of that situation. I want you guys to know that that guy's wrong. But what I'm seeing with the Terry Crews saga and story paint out is it's not, it's not, even, it's not even really about the, the guy who did it to Terry. They're they're making it about Terry. They're making it like, yeah, poor Terry. Oh, he was a victim. Oh my goodness, I can't believe this happened. Oh man, and and that's the problem that I have with the narrative. It should be about getting the person who was the offender to take accountability. I thought that's what was me too about calling people out on the 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 mishandling of situations that involve sexual misconduct and making them accountable for it. They're not. They're not out here plastering this dude's face everywhere, saying his you name. You don't even know his name. I, that's People what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They're not out here plastering his face everywhere. They're not putting his name out there. They're not doing any of that stuff. They're just going, oh, my God, it happened to Terry Crews. If it can happen to Terry Crews, this strong black man, then, you know, then, you know, we're not safe. That's the problem that I'm having because now it creates it almost an uncontrollable environment of victimhood because even I'm looking like if, if you being a six, four, 250 pound man, that's well built is going to say you got accosted by what I would imagine is a less than formidable opponent in a uh, gay white male who is much smaller than you who is not notable in any manner of fighting or training, hasn't played in the NFL, hasn't done movie lot security, hasn't had to shut situations down. If you can get accosted by him and then you have this emotional debacling happen, then what hope does anyone else have? Where do we go from here? Where's Ja Rule when you need? Where's Ja? Where's Ja? (laughs) to come and explain so this to what? 
what self-defense class because you know we oftentimes look and we go hey women this is terrible that this happens but what we want you to do is we want you to go take karate uh brazilian jiu-jitsu muay thai we want you to go take self-defense classes you know knee him in the nuts if he does something to you um you know because let's just say that was grabbed a boob and then if he grabbed the female's boob or you know trump grabbed him by the birthday if he went and did that and she kneed him in the nuts and smacked him across the face we'd be standing and clapping we'd be like bravo you know what he shouldn't have touched you like that you did what you had to do to make sure he knew that wasn't okay and then you left and stormed out of the situation you whoo you you damn near a superhero but with terry we we look at what the media paints us as and if he would have done that he would have been looked at as the unruly big black dangerous man that we all think he is because that's the portrayal and i get that that's the fine line he's walking but as i was explaining to one of the gentlemen in dr boyce's uh comments i said people can portray us as whatever they want the media's pick picks one side for black males and then they quickly will restructure us and use us to fit their agenda on the other end as the hopeless uh you know black man who's been defeated by a, a white man and they'll use that to push their narrative forward the you know to push the me too movement forward they'll use us for that but it is our choice as individuals to pick the middle road there was there's a way that Terry Crews can tell his story talk about it and still be a victor not a victim and i feel like that's getting lost in all of this forget what dl hughley said we don't have to like the messenger in order to pick the, pick out what parts of the message he's actually trying to deliver and i feel like that's what's coming across at the end of the day a lot of these the the black men that have an issue they don't know how to vocalize man we have an issue not because you you didn't beat the man up but because now that you're telling your story you're telling it from a vantage point that makes us weak at a time when we need strength at a time when we need a public figure that can stand up there and say, yes, I am. I am just as available to be assaulted as you, which puts us at a human level, right? We're not invincible. We're not dangerous. We can be victims, but also put us at a level that we may have been a victim, but when we tell our story, it, it certainly is not for a woe is me reaction. It's not for you to feel like you need to put on a cape and come to my rescue. It's for you to realize that this happens to us too. So we're just like you in that regard. And don't forget that. Don't forget that we're human too. You know? And and even in watching the videos and things that are coming out from the Me Too movement side, Terry Crews did a nice little, you know, um, audio clip and for, for Me Too that had a nice video to go along with it. They blocked out, and I'm going to say his name, they blocked out Harvey Weinstein's name. They blocked it out. They blocked out Weinstein's name. And yeah, meanwhile... Right, they blocked out Weinstein. And meanwhile, you know whose names don't get blocked out when they talk about Me Too? Bill Cosby doesn't get blocked out. Okay? We still have to hear them say, Cosby did this, Cosby did that. We... Don't get Chris Brown blocked out. We still have to hear Chris Brown did this. Chris Brown did that. Even though he's recently falsely accused of rape. We still have to hear 
R. Kelly did this. R. Kelly did that. Right? And and we still have we still have to hear all those names. We don't he- we're not hearing uh Kevin Spacey's name uh being brought up. Right. That's blocked out. That's put to the side. We're not hearing Woody what was it Woody Harrelson that got accused too? No, no, no. No, Woody Allen. Woody, no, Woody, Woody Allen. Allen. Woody Allen. I'm sorry, Woody Harrelson. You're a good guy. Um, <laughs> but Woody Allen, like we don't have to hear we don't we don't have to hear Woody Allen's name get brought up and, and thrown out everywhere. They're blocking their names out. And by their names, I mean white people, Jewish people. They're blocking their names out. So you don't you don't you're like who who did that? Because if you came in in the middle of the Me Too movement and now you don't get to hear any of the names of the assailants that these people were talking about initially but we're not blocking out cosby we're not blocking out anyone that skin tone is dark we're not blocking out them we're not blocking out anyone who assimilates to an underrepresented or marginalized group we're not blocking those names out but we're blocking out all the white people plain and simple we're blocking their names out we're protecting their names that's what I see it as. Some people see it as, oh, no, we're taking the name out because we don't want to say the name because that some people have experienced trauma through, you know, hearing that name again and again. Cool. Well, what don't about use, the people? That, don't use anybody's yeah, name. About, don't use anybody's name. Right. Don't use anybody's name then. Why? What about the trauma that I experienced as a, as a black male having to constantly hear other black men who I looked up to, who I looked at as heroes? who I looked at as my inspiration to do more in life, who actually came to my city. Bill Cosby came to my city, to Putnam High School, and gave out scholarships to kids to go to college. I got to go to UMass Amherst and see Bill Cosby there doing good work. And like I'm getting like mad about it. But I have to hear that. And now I'm looking at someone who I looked at as a hero and who I aspired to be like, and you're telling me that he's a bad man. That's my hero. But you can't say Weinstein's name because someone's going to be triggered and think about their sexual trauma. What about my entire future? My entire future was based on what I saw on the Cosby's. My entire future was based on what I saw on a different world. My my entire being, that was my, my microcosm, my safe place as a child growing up and to be the person that I am today. And you have no problem shitting all over that. But I, I have to look out and make sure that Weinstein's name is blocked out. Make sure that Woody Harrelson's name never gets said again. I mean, Woody Allen, I'm sorry. I keep, I don't know why. Um, but, you know, I have to, I have to take a conscious effort and think about all that. Like, oh man, why, why isn't the same courtesy given there? That's, that's, yeah, that's real talk. That's, that's real talk. I mean, you know, and Bill was dipping in the pudding. Um, mm-hmm. and, and Miley should have stuck with the chocolate and he would have <laughs> had a non issue. Um, and, and, you know, right. and, and, and they don't care about your future. This wasn't built, built for you. This and and I, I hope right. that you never see Woody Harrelson on the street. Right. Exactly. You can be like, hey, <laughs> man, I thought we were cool. White man yeah. can jump. <laughs> like, but yeah, that, that, he, uh, he, he might go. He might go one of them other movies where he's a psycho killer. Like I don't ever. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Heard he's playing Carnage. Heard he's playing Carnage and Venom too. You know Woody's dad was no punk, and he was right. a real criminal. He was right. a real psychopath. So, right. um, so there you go. Yeah, 
but you know it's just it's it's looking at all these precautions i know we were talking about you know terry but like i mean i think we we pretty much get the point it's not it's not a problem with him being assaulted right that can happen to any of us walking down the street someone could just walk up to us and just you know grab our butt someone could walk up to us um and and you know we're standing in the the shop the stop and shop line or or any grocery store line and someone just walk up and because they felt like "Mm, you look kind of good in those pants I'm just going to go and reach for your junk. And that could be us in that scenario. Um, So I'm not saying that it's right by any stretch of the imagination, but what I'm saying is the, the two portrayals that we get are the culpable offender and the helpless victim. And those two tropes, how do they go together? I want people to think about that. How do those go together? I can't like you can't paint me as this villainous figure that is the culpable offender in every situation and and then also also paint me as the helpless hopeless victim. And then I walk into society the only two reactions that that most people get because they don't and a lot of people don't engage with a lot of people from other races and things like that, or the diversity is not a big part of their circle, but I walk out into the community and I literally don't know which end of the spectrum I may be greeted with. I don't know whether I'm going to get someone who's like, Oh, poor you You're You're a black man. Like, Oh, Oh, I feel for you. I'd hate to be in your shoes is pretty much what it is. Oh, Oh my God. It's so hard being, I get it. You know, oof, kudos to you. You you made it. AKA, I I certainly wouldn't have wanted your struggle. <laughs> Peace. And then, or I I can get met with um discomfort and the fact that you feel uncomfortable that I'm here. And yes, by being there and shaking hands and 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 talking to people, those those walls start to come down and those things start to change. But realize that if we didn't put those things out into the world to be the introduction of us before they meet us, we wouldn't have to fight through so many walls. Maybe we could just meet as humans. We could just, they, and now I can find out what they're all about. Um, You know what I mean? And I feel like the way that they're painting Terry Crews in this scenario, and I didn't even touch on some of the roles that Terry Crews has played that much, but uh, I'll just mention a few that he played, uh, you know, the the buck dancing, uh, you know, rapist in a sense when he was trying to accost Money Mike in Friday After Next, right? He um what was his what was his name? Or the, the when he played it in White Chicks, or when he played know, it in White Chicks, over over aggressive uh black man doing whatever doing whatever he could to try to get the attention of you know uh the snow bunny, um and um you know and then even in the movie I, I remember and this is like it's it's crazy because nowadays they probably wouldn't even put this movie out there and I know that White Chicks was the you know a Wayne's movie and you know shout outs to them because they've broken down a lot of barriers and they've been given a lot of leeway to do some really controversial things on the basis of comedy because I feel like yeah comedy's job is to push the envelope and make you think about the situations and I believe believe that satire is a method to do that and you know uncomfortable situations lead the conversation but um, in that movie, he he still played that role where you know the white girl came by in the wheelchair. He you know he came by in a wheelchair and he pushed her to the side. 
I was like, whoa, this man's wild. Like she came up like, you didn't, you didn't call me. He's like, mm-hmm, whatever, bitch. Like, and, and just, she rolled off to the side because why he found a new, and if you look at it this way, he found a new victim. He found someone else to hurt. And even though they were using like this, the, the sexual innuendo joke of, you know, once you go black, you end up in a wheelchair thing. Um, they were using that as the joke. If you really look at what that subconscious message is, it's like you mess with this black dude, you're going to get hurt. And he was feverishly after, uh, you know, the white chick being played, being played by, uh, I think it was Marlon was playing that um, the white chick that he wanted. Right. I think it was Marlon. Um, but like that was one of his roles there. So you have two roles where he played a sexually aggressive black male and and i'm thinking me too gave you trauma not watching your movies not watching your roles you didn't you didn't catch ps ptsd looking at your role some of them would say some people would say the best role he played was in front of congress and he was trying to get more like Keller said hold on i got hold he said he said hold my smoothie and got up off the seat and said i got it but i mean there's he has those roles you know um cheeseburger eddie which in recent instagram posts he talked about cheeseburger being cheeseburger eddie and in the prison and uh what was it the longest yard where the adam sandler version and he was cheeseburger eddie in that movie and essentially was you know hawking cheeseburgers on the inside kind of being the I got what you need guy like mm, you know what you need come to cheeseburger Eddie I got you type of thing but also they were being used to exchange in not blatantly seen but could be seen as you know prison sexual favors and stuff like that you know, cheeseburgers became a form of currency and so again you're in a prison movie that played on those roles of black men being raped in particular because we had tracy morgan who was playing an uh an effeminate cheerleader like the the lead not even effeminate he was like full-blown like i'm a female um but he wasn't like that when he got into prison but when he got in prison he completely gave into the you know i guess i'm just a i'm a girl in here i'm a girl so i'm the best thing you got um and there were some other cheerleaders like that how did those roles pair up to how you know where where was the P- PTSD with those roles or watching yourselves and watching yourself in those roles? Where was it? You know, but you hear um, predominantly white women coming forward and saying, you know, um, Harvey Weinstein did this to me or so-and-so did that to me. And you're triggered and going, Oh my gosh, I know, you know, like now I'm in that, in, in that moment and I need to go talk to someone about this. Like, bro, like, are you part of the problem? Are you part of the solution? Right, right. Yeah, where, yeah, where does the line get drawn in college? Where, right. Where is it? Where is it at? Whereas, I, I, like I said, I've seen him in the the great roles. Like, I loved him in Everybody Everybody Hates Chris. I, I loved him in, um, you know, Sorry to Bother You. I think the role that he played as the uncle there was pivotal. It was, again, like a man, what do you mean? I don't like, I'm doing all this for you, man. You, you're my nephew. Like, like, stop. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, where, where is that line drawn? And, and 
And then in real life, you have him being the security guard, the football player, and then you get in a situation where you need to handle something and you don't. So, um, and um, yeah, it's just tough, tough for me to swallow, to digest, to understand and make not everything in this world is meant for me to understand. I get that, but I'm trying to find my way as a black male and trying to figure out how to handle myself in situations that I get into that are uncomfortable. And now you're now essentially I'm being told that as a black male, if I get sexually accosted, um, I can't, or I shouldn't find a middle ground. I should tuck my tail. I should tuck my tail and run and tell mommy and daddy. And if they don't do anything about it too bad, just go, you know, just go cry in the corner. I'm not told, hey, listen, you look them square in the face. You make sure everybody, yeah, you tell everybody in the party, hey, listen up. This guy right here just grabbed my junk, okay? And I want it to be known. I'm leaving because of that. I'm not leaving because it's time for me to go. I'm leaving because this individual made me uncomfortable in an environment where I thought we were going to handle ourselves as professionals. So I'm leaving. My wife and I are leaving because of that. Hope you guys enjoy your night. Thank you. Like, what do you do with that? And I am understand maybe dude didn't want to risk his job or anything like that, but it's that or your dignity. It's that or your sanity in his case, since he's getting flashbacks, it's that or his sanity. Um, And I would rather know that I can have peace of mind knowing, you know what? I may get, I may get blackballed by these guys, but my, my story, I know exactly why. And I'm going to be telling my story. Now I was at a party. I got touched. I addressed it in the room. I made sure everybody in that room knew why I was leaving my wife and I, and since then, I have not been able to get a role. I've not been able to do any of that. Right, but no, nobody's co- nobody's co-signing this perspective. Right. Nobody's co-signing exactly. it. I didn't say you had to mud stomp a hole in them because a lot of people are taking it there. Oh, you should have beat it. Up. No, Mm-mm. no, because again, no, then you also play somebody right has to say that. I was there. Somebody has to say I was there. I think that would change the dynamic of all of these conversations. I was there. I, well, I, 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 I may have witnessed something. I think there was an altercation. Something. That's all somebody I think there was, and And the thing was that since no one's saying it, and from the telling of the story, he said it was kind of like just something that him and his wife saw, that it wasn't something, you know, because, you know, uh, I think a junk grab could be very discreet if you wanted it to be. You know what I mean? Um, but, but, but if he... If, I'm, come come on, come on. If Terry <laughs> Crews is able to, I'm not saying that he relayed word for word verbatim, but it was more than two words that were said. True. Yeah, it, it definitely. Yeah, the way that he the way that he uh, expresses the story, it does seem like there was a little bit more than just. It seems like there's a little bit more than two words said, and also seems like there's a little bit more than words done. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but then again, that speaks to uh, that speaks volumes to uh, who's putting on capes for who. And I mm-hmm. liken that to how, how quickly everyone is caping and, and picking up for um, 
the Me Too movement with women in the minute that a guy says something, nobody has anything to say. Nobody, well, nobody I mean, has. I need, some, I need somebody to step up for Terry Crews. Like, yo, oh my goodness, right. I saw we left him and his wife left the party so so fast. We, we didn't even get a chance to talk about his yeah. role that we wanted him even to Even just that. Oh, shit. Even just right. Even just the fact that I was I was there in the room, and then uh, I turned and I turned back, and him, his wife, like something like that. Where like I don't. Why did Terry just leave? And then I looked at um, you know Johnny so and so, and Johnny was like, oh, I don't know why he left. <laughs> like like I mean, you know Johnny, you know why he left. You know with your little your little smirk. I see you, Johnny. But no, like mm-hmm. I, I, as far as I know, no one's even come forward and just said, "Yeah, I remember that party." And uh, yeah, t- Terry did leave kind of quickly. It seemed weird. Like no one's even saying that. Um, right, that's, so that's strange to me. That's, it's really, str- really strange. And again, fits the agenda. Is is the other thing that I look at is what's the agenda of the Me Too movement overall? When right um, now you you have yes, you've painted a bunch of white men as the offenders and that's you know kudos to you for calling out your offenders but i'm not seeing the same energy i'm not seeing the same repercussions that mm-hmm. black men are getting hit with which is a, a problem within our justice system of itself that um i believe it's uh the discrepancy or the the severity of punishment is about 70 percent more when it comes to uh black people that commit the same uh, offenses to their white counterparts that we get, you know, a 70% harsher sentencing. Um, and so that may be something that they're going to be like, Oh, well, you know, it's not our fault that, you know, Harvey didn't get the the same treatment as say a bill Cosby. It's not our fault. That's the justice system's fault. So now we got to look at, you know, prison reform, uh, justice system reform, things like that. But, um, but when we look at it, it's like, well, Where's that same energy for Weinstein? Where's that same energy for this agent that did all this stuff? Right, and yeah. I heard he got suspended for like 30 days or something. I don't, which as an agent, I don't know. Um, that's like being a manager, an artist manager and being like, for the next 30 days, you can't, you can't book anything for your artist. It's like, okay, well, I, I didn't okay. have that many inquiries coming in right now anyways. So <laughs> yeah. I, need, like, I, need, yeah. I needed the vacation. Thanks. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Vacation's all I ever wanted. Vacation's time you to get away. No, but, um, like, so where's that, where's that, uh, Where's that same energy for for those situations and the same repercussions? I don't I don't see that side of it. But when it's R. Kelly, when it's Chris Brown, um, and I want to use Chris Brown specifically because now they're saying it was false accusations. The girl even said it was false now, and all this stuff. And and it's Chris Brown suing her. Um, so good on Chris Brown. No one, you know what? Right. And he's not even he's not even suing because he needs the bag. He's suing off a of principle. So I definitely respect that. He's like, oh no, this ain't about money. But you're not about to just damage my reputation for free. <laughs> That's not about to happen. Right. Um, no, 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 ma'am. No, no. Um, so shout outs to Chris Brown for for going that far. And however you feel about Chris Brown, I'm just talking about this situation in particular. He was wrongly accused, and let's stay on that. Um, for this situation until it's solved and then y'all can go back to doing your normal Chris Brown uh, liking or hating or loving or or not you know you can go back to doing that but um, you know 
just think of being in Paris in another country and being accused of something and you're not familiar at all with their justice system. You already know well, how it is in America if you get accused of something like that. How much it's deeper scarier. It's deeper to rap, though. It's deeper to rap. This right. comes following his his um his partnership to um sign over the rights to ownership of his masters. Right, and he yeah he's the youngest artist to uh, own the rights to all of his masters, mm-hmm. I believe. Right. So I mean, I'm not saying it, I'm not saying the two are correlated, but but I mean, it's just pretty it's, it's strange. It just it, it does seem a little little like tinfoil. I'm saying it's, if you and it I, is I'm yeah it's it is a little tinfoil. The same way when Prince and Michael Jackson got theirs, they. You know, they, they need right. to try to smoke and when, them out. And, um, and Bill Cosby was trying to buy NBC, right? So, you know, it just seems like sometimes <clears throat> some power moves um, aren't appreciated. And they mm-hmm. can't, they can't, uh, they can't necessarily always stop you from making them. So they have to find other ways to penalize you. And um, Tinfoil had again. Most of these companies are owned by uh, Jewish people, correct? Yeah. Um, Weinstein, his name's getting blocked out. What's he? All right. His name's getting blocked out. So, okay. Like, I'm just noticing a pattern a little bit, and I'm not saying wrong or right, but there's a pattern, and I want people to be conscious of that stuff. And again, in Chris Brown's case, wrongfully accused all that good stuff he's he's going through it and getting his way back out but they were so quick to grab the pitchforks on him mm-hmm. you couldn't even get the rest you couldn't even get brown out it was like it's chris Brewer. they were like oh mm. rihanna like they straight went for the right. pitchforks they were like they were like oh yep you had people like oh i'm about to fly to paris right now just to meet this guy like what's good we got we got our pitch for us we got our we got our torches we're ready for you chris come out of that come out post bail post bail just ooh we're waiting they were so quick to just believe her right that's the mo- believe her it's not even believe them which is alarming in my head because again if we're in this inclusive mindset and things like that, um, and we realize that men can be sexually accosted as well, then it should be believe them. But that's another story for another day. But we were so people were so quick to just believe her over him, just believe her blindly. Yep, he did it. Only to find out that she straight uh, boy who cried wolf. Yeah, just kidding. Just, just, kidding. just kidding. I just wanted to come up. Just kidding. Um, but how dangerous it is that we grab our pitchfork so quickly, and and I'm not saying we because I wasn't in that group. I was, I was, I was a holdout. I was like, listen, Chris may have done some things in the past, and he had his reasons. Um, and he, he was. I'm not saying he was a hundred percent not at fault. Um, but he wasn't the only one at fault in a lot of his situations. Um. And that doesn't, that's not an excuse or anything. It's just a fact. All right. No one's a hundred percent at fault in, in something that they do wrong. Um, but he did do those acts. Um, but I don't correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember any case where anyone's ever come forward and said, uh, Chris Brown definitely, um, you know, raped me. Like that was something he did. 
Um, I don't really remember that if it happened. So I'm just saying just because someone does something wrong in one area, we can't automatically transfer. Well, they were wrong and they, you know, they were violent. So now because they were violent in one scenario, they also are now a, a sexual deviant as well. Like that just, you know what I mean? Like it, it just doesn't pair up for me just because you're a thief. It doesn't mean you're a murderer. So we need to make right, it, right. We, we need to differentiate the two. Okay. Now, if the chick came and said that Chris Brown beat her up, we might've had, we, you know, we might've had a little bit more, con- a little bit less convincing, a little bit less backstory needed for me to be like, all right, Chris, what'd you do? What, what happened? Like, I at least want to know why'd you beat the girl up? Like, but when, it, when I heard rape, I was just like, rape? Nah. <laughs> nah i was like i need i need some more depth on this um you know what i mean but you know so sorry sorry not sorry if someone's offended by the viewpoints or the thought processes but i'm just flushing them out this is not saying that i'm all for any one particular person but i'm just saying we need to look at things a little bit more critically than a news headline it's nightmare on elm street folks and we need to stay woke Oh, stay woke, man. Stay, stay woke. Mm-hmm. Glover. Hope you're listening to this. <laughs> right. About to do a remix. About to do a remix. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's what I'm, I'm looking at, those scenarios. And, again, we're just, um, we're not, we're not taking, we're not taking the same energy to it seems like the white assailants as we are to the the accused black assailants right um no white media white people aren't taking the same <clears throat> thing we see it and it's what they right. don't see and they'll say hey this is reverse racism even talking about this and saying right. you know they don't even see they, it. they don't even and see that's well, the whole yeah, that's, that's the whole, the whole talk about diversity and mm-hmm. inclusion but mm-hmm. you need to see it from so many different lenses because sometimes right. you're oblivious. The same way if I say, oh, you black folks in America, if you really don't like it, go anywhere else because everywhere else in the world, at least being American, you'll be. The, like, so now in the, the craziest thing for me is yeah. to hear That's not, someone, yeah. when someone says, if you don't like it, leave. Yeah. Um, that is one of the like that that thought process boggles me because if I spill my milk on the counter, and this I know this is oversimplification, so pardon me, but if I spill my milk on the counter, I know I don't like spilt milk on my counter. Do I just sell my whole house now? Oh man, this this milk on this counter, I'm out. <laughs> like like you don't do that. You find a sponge, you get some water, some spray maybe, whatever it is that you do, and you wipe up the milk, you rinse out the cup, and you pour a new glass of milk. You don't just throw away the whole counter house and everything that goes with it. You try to change the environment. You try to fix it. You try to make it right. Okay? Um, in, in areas where the neighborhood is downtrodden, or 
or no longer being taken care of. We don't just throw the whole neighborhood away, do we? No, we try to fix it, try to mend fences. We try to clean up. We try to do all of those things. So why is it in a country where I live, where I was born and raised before I even had a brain to know where I was going to be raised? Why is it I get told that if I don't like it here, then I can go X, I can go elsewhere. I shouldn't have to. This is my home just as much as it is yours. And we both have the right to feel comfortable here. And even though the Constitution was written while people that look like me were still in bondage, I'm going to go ahead with the general concept that says, you don't have the right to impede on my rights. And and if you do, it's certainly not without consequence. So if I have the quote unquote right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right? If I have the right to freedom of speech and different things like that, as long as I'm not spewing hate and I just want to live my life, I want to be able to go to the grocery store. Um, I want to be able to pick out my, my eggs. I want to be able to pick out my steak. I want to be able to do all those things. I want to be able to go buy clothes without being followed and felt like I'm a criminal. I want to do all of those things. And I'm not saying all of those things still happen to me now, right? But I definitely had that when I was a kid in my teen years, walking around a store, um, especially like Foot Lockers or anything like that. Hella uncomfortable. <clears throat> um, but like, why do I have to now? You won't give me that right, so I got to leave. You know what I mean? Right. I, I shouldn't have to. I shouldn't have to have that happen. So, um, so nobody has to has to leave anywhere to to get the the life that they want. Um, and pointing out the fact that something is wrong in our system does not mean that we can't fix it, and so we have to leave. We're pointing it out because we care. We're pointing it out because we want it to change. Because we want to stay and make sure that everyone is comfortable in this land that we live in, and that everyone has the right to impact society that's it big it big it damn that was a soapbox and a half but um so i think this is a good place to stop our dialogue for this episode and allow you the listeners to join the conversation and keep the dialogue going with us online you can do so by visiting our social media at facebook diversified game podcast on instagram and twitter game diversified online diversifiedgames.com in your life with the people around you and or join our patreon and get some nice perks for being involved if you found a nugget and or like today's episode you might as well leave a review and if you leave a review you might as well share it if you share it you might as well subscribe and as always thanks for your support Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, Tyson, and AL. The number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.